Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with another interview from ASCII Success Summits in Dallas, Texas, the last of the ASCII events for 2022, where we will be having the ASCII Cup Party at the end of the event. So we are here on day two, and I try to do as best as I can to not only attend the sessions, but talk to some other people here at the conference, both other MSPs and vendors. And here's a situation where I think I have both, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Uh, Rafi is back. He was on the show a couple of years ago, but now I have him. Uh, he's back at his MSP and doing a, a little, I don't know if it's a venture startup, but uh, Rafi, explain that to me here. Sure. So yeah, we're back at our MSP, uh, Triadder Networks based out of New Jersey. Um, I am now also the Chief Information Security Officer at Busity, which is a new channel startup. Okay. Um, so your MSP, I should probably let the listeners know, because if they go back and look your name up, it'll be attached to uh, Connect Me Voice, right? right? Uh, but you're now back doing your MSP stuff full time. And uh, how's that been going? Good. I mean, our MSP has been in, in uh, business since 2008 when I founded it. Uh, I did do, uh, I was the channel chief at Connect Me Voice in 2019 and uh, went back to working uh at back full time with our MSP starting in 2020. Funny enough, the beginning of the beginning pandemic, of COVID, so yeah. uh, it was unrelated, completely happenstance. But it was good timing because it really helped us to uh, to focus our efforts uh, during that time. So MSP is doing really well. We focus on financial services clients in uh, New York City, uh, and uh, yeah. All right, and I see that you're doing well. We follow each other on LinkedIn, we so do. I see your your shots from time to time. You and the wife sharing the the coffees and the drinks. That's right. Very nice there. So tell us a little bit about Busity. Yeah, so Busity was formed out of uh, the frustration that Ed had, as well as uh, Ed Mana, who's the founder of Busity, uh, and I had with uh, the coding systems that are out there in the channel, and really kind of looking at. What is the real? What is the proposal management process? How does that look like? Getting proposals that look well, not only look well, but also are functional, uh, and being able to track the process. Ed's a big uh, proponent of looking at KPIs, following your sales metrics, um, working through your sales funnel, and having all that information in one place is really what we focused on with business. So one of the things that I noticed walking by your booth, there's I don't know if it's on the the banner or if it's on one of the materials where it said, you know, making pixel perfect presentations. That's right. And yeah. That was one of the Ed's uh maybe it's partially partly is uh OCD. Uh he he's uh you know, if something is a, a pixel off here and there, he's uh he he'll throw a fit, but so what we we want to make sure the proposals look the way you want them to look. Uh many times I know we've used you know, different quoting systems in, in the MSP world for the for last 12 years, 14 years being in business. And they don't look quite the way that you want them to look. Uh, the uh, the images might be too small. Uh, maybe you don't want images on some of the things. You do want images on other, other things. You want the proposals to look right. And to make attractive-looking re uh, reports really is uh, is where it's at. It's interesting. So uh, one of Ed's backgrounds is he was a Tiger Paw consultant for uh, many, many years. That's actually when I first uh, met him. We were uh, at a uh, at a conference, and uh, he convinced me to move to Tiger Paw as our as our PSA back in the day. We're no longer using that, 
Um, but Ed had a had a really had a knack for take, making Tiger Paw and making it look the way attractive and making it look the right, really way that you wanted to look. And the Pixel Perfect presentations is really part of uh, kind of the culmination of that. Okay. So it sounds like there's a very customizable aspect to this where a lot of times when you're looking at the other products, and we're not going to name them and put them down because in terms of quoting, they do what they're supposed to do. Exactly. But in terms of being customizable and, as you said, looking good uh, presentation-wise, how much of the ability do we have to make them look the way we want, not just pretty, but customize them in sense like that. Yeah, it's it's completely uh, completely up to you how you want your proposals to look. And again, they don't have to be the same every time. You can have uh, different templates that you use for different documents. You can have, you know, we just got off the stage, uh, Brad Gross was talking about master service agreements. Um, you could have your master service agreement in there automatically go out with your proposals as well. So every time it's it's available to you. Um, you can have that formatted a certain way. So you, you're, you're, you, it's completely up to you how you want those proposals to look. Um, and that's, and that's really a key component of, uh, of what we're doing. Okay. Now I know you may not have all the technical answers, but I, as I'm thinking of them, I'll probably want to ask them, I will but in terms of, in terms of say pulling in all the information with products and availabilities right. and stuff, when I not to say that I was out looking for a proposal system. Uh, I do it completely in house, but that's something I probably need to, yeah. to automate a little more oh, that's for a my piece. business. But in terms of being able to go out to all the different vendors, see what's available, you know, how quickly they can be shipped from which warehouse and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you guys integrated with pretty much all the distributors and we have, and and probably some distributors that you're not seeing being done by others as okay. well. So that's, that is also I, we feel like that's table stakes. And if you're if you're building a quoting and proposal system in the channel, it needs to work with the distributors. Not only in terms of pulling in uh, information from that, but also placing orders. And those can be orders for product, but could also be services. And we're seeing more and more usage of of cloud distributors providing cloud services to that we sell resell to our our, our customers. Um, being able to pull those in and then potentially even, uh, you know, not, not there yet, but potentially even doing the, uh, the, impl- not the implementations, but the actual provisioning of those, uh, those licenses. All right. So I better take a look at that and see if, if it's going to work for me. Now, it's not just the quoting that you guys are doing as no. well. I remember there's a aspect of, CRM built into this That's correct. and marketing built into this. That's correct. Um, since I didn't hang out at your booth too long, and for people that weren't able to make it here to the event, tell me exactly what that means. Our idea is really to take it from everything pre-sales related going from the sale uh, all the way back. So that's sending your marketing materials out. If you have your marketing assets and maybe you're getting stuff from your vendors that you want to include, uh, you know, they, they a lot of them will provide uh, material, maybe you have your own material. Again, same concept of building those like we do with the proposals, making them look the way you want them to look. Same thing here where we can have that information. The marketing goes out. You have the the same uh, information that goes there. And then when it's something is built into your sales process, what is it going? How does it where is it in your sales funnel as it works through? That's, that's just the typical things that you see in your CRM. 
including things like, are you ready to, uh, you need to send an alert out to your customers or you want to look at your customers and see, Hey, I want to upsell this, this product. What my customers have, uh, they have my BDR. They don't have my cybersecurity package. I'm going to send out just to those people who have, don't have my cybersecurity package information about my cybersecurity package. So this way you can segment your lists. You can, uh, make, uh, make sales, uh, proposals to the, those uh, customers that you want to you want to target for what you're doing, and it's the entire thing. And then ultimately, being able to see what you're where you are with everything. Do you have do you have the ability to see like I sent out X number of emails. These are the numbers that got clicked on. Uh, this is the number of proposals I have in the works that haven't closed. This is where this, they are in their stages. Having all that dashboardy information kind of in, at your fingertips so that you can make the right decisions. All right. Well, first, I want to say congratulations. You made that sound fantastic, even though uh, Ed was the one that was supposed to be yes. here, and you stepped in in the last minute. But uh sounds like you guys really have a handle on what we as MSPs are, are looking for when it comes to proposal quoting. Yeah, we. I mean, I've, I've had my business for 14 years as an MSP. Ed's had his for uh, almost as long. Um, we've been around the channel for a while. Uh, we've learned how kind of the small nimble MSP works uh, and we've I think we have something really special here that can not only start where you're you're a small guy but also scale with you as you grow. All right. Now back to the ASCII event here. So you, you like you said you've been around for a while, you've been to a lot of these events and it's good to see that we are back in full swing. I know that we we did ramp up last year, but yeah. this has been the first full year of conferences and stuff coming to the end of the year. So how do you feel about conferences right now? Uh, the conferences this year have been great. I mean, we've seen some of the existing conferences that have carried over as ASCII has, and then we've seen some pretty interesting new conferences come out as well that have been very, uh, very exciting to go to. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things out there. You know, my, I, I'm a security guy, so there's a lot of security stuff going out there. So I'm always interested in that. Uh, but it's it's great to see each other and get face to face and and press some flesh and and uh, hopefully we'll have a little fun at the cup tonight. I think that's a given. <laughs> <laughs> so with the amount of bourbon that's already flown out, and that's right. Somebody introducing mimosas and stuff. That's uh, gonna I'm not going to comment that. All right. Well, Rafi, it was good to see you. It's been a few years since you and I have actually seen each other face to face, and we'll have to get together sometime to chat about how things are going in the security world, because things are changing. They are changing. So but are thank changing. you for your time. Thank here. you for your time. Marvin. And Appreciate thank it. you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back. I think with a couple more, uh, interviews here from ASCII and, uh, hopefully it'll be before I start drinking. So <laughs> hopefully you'll come back and listen. Thank you. Uh, thank you again. And until next time, holla. Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here, bringing you another IT business podcast direct live from Dallas, Texas. We are on the final leg of the ASCII Success Summit Tour. This is the ASCII Cup, the last event of the year. And folks, as you've heard earlier, we are into day two of the interviews. And this is what I think everybody has been waiting for, saving the best for last, one of the veterans of the channel, somebody that should have been a guest on this show a long time ago. We finally caught up to each other, and I've got her here in person 
Amelia Perro. Amelia, how are you? Very well. And in my defense, yes, I should have been on this podcast before, uh, but yeah, I, I travel so much, so it is, it's really an amazing opportunity that we are together here long enough. Uh, you, you are very busy. <laughs> you are in demand. I feel bad. I haven't been able to do this before. I'm I like, know, this I know. is, I'm, I'm like, shame on me. Well, listen, you know, I tried to, you know, chat with you earlier, but what happens is, you know, this crowd kind of seems to form around you and you make, you make statements on stage that just demand you know, that people chat with you and stuff. So it, it's, you're a force. Well, look, so there's a reason for that, right? So uh, much like in the MSP space, we're all trying to stand out. We're all, and, and any business, right? So a stand out amongst the crowd and our competitors. We're any business that you're in, whether you are uh, a pizza place or a managed service provider or even a software vendor, we're all trying to stand out in, in a very crowded space. Yes. And sometimes you have to say things that are a little not off-center. Off-center, off yes. Yeah. Not, not, I never, ever try to be offensive. I mean, I'm just, I have one of those personalities where this is me. Take, take it or, or leave it. Take it or leave it. Yep. I, I, I don't have time or effort or energy to be anything other than who I am. Um, so sometimes... I am like, hey, I'm just going to be me and, and, and say what I want to say. And, and more often than not, that's, it, it helps me stand out in the crowd. Listen, so. sometimes you got to say things and it has to be, you know, the perception of the person that hears it. That's how they take it. So, for instance, your shirt, <laughs> depending on how you read the shirt, get it done. Yes. Full disclosure. Full disclosure, my, my shirt says get, get it done, but uh, grayed out is SH before yeah. the IT. Get shit done. Yeah. 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 So listen, sometimes IT, you got to get some shit done. Absolutely. And act, and it's not sometimes, but all the time. Like that is, that is, that is our jobs. We got to get stuff done and we got to get it done like yesterday, right? Because right? that's, that's what people expect. Yep. Just like the whole fridge analogy, right? Right. So technology. So Former MSP, I, I spent a lot of time talking with individuals, our, our customers, our, our potential customers. And I'm, I will be the first to tell you, I'm not technical, but I was, my strength was being able to, and I say this with absolute love, uh, to kind of dumb down the nerd speak so the rest of the world could understand, right? So, um, and, and, and having those conversations like technology, IT, just like a fridge. When you open that door, you expect the light to come on. Right, that's kind of the the, the like the the perception of it, yep. and there's of course there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes, and that's why the the IT service provider, the the managed services provider, your uh, the the person who makes sure that the the computers stay on and the printers stay connected and your businesses stay secure, really are the unsung heroes, especially in 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 today's age and and having gone through COVID. There are so many businesses that would not have survived if it weren't for the IT service providers and the technology providers and the managed services providers that kept the lights on in that fridge. Well, and we're ready for that situation, even though you couldn't predict it. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing. Uh, a couple of my clients, finally, when COVID hit, they were like, oh, so this is what you were trying to get us to do with the remote stuff. I'm like, yes. <laughs> right? Aren't you glad? Aren't we glad we put those yes. you know, stepping stones in place? 
that at least for me, and I, you know, I can't speak for everybody. Some some uh, MSPs were able to have their customers over in a couple of days. I think it took me about a week to get all of my customers over. But when you look at the you know the big scheme of things, not very long. Right, because 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 you were already f- moving towards being ahead of the curve, yes. right? Moving everyone to re- that remote management uh, strategy. Well, that and saying, look, if something happens, now. I live in Florida. We just went through Hurricane Ian. Luckily, we made it out okay. None of my customers were affected. Thank goodness I wasn't affected. But we live in that space where that could happen at any time to any of my clients. And so I tell them, we have to prepare for that. And it could be true disaster recovery, true business continuity. How do we get you to the point where when that happens, you can keep working? A lot of them aren't there yet. But they're a lot better off now than they were years ago. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And that's, you know, uh, I mean, you're, you are, I don't want to say that. So in that situation, when you're talking to your customers and businesses about business continuity, because they are in Florida, they, it's that concept of, oh, you live in Florida, they're, there's guaranteed there's, there's probably going to be a hurricane that's going to hit. If you're lucky, it'll pass you. If not, this is why we need to have that in place. So uh, I was, you know, as an MSP in Arizona, like we don't have weather. So it was a little bit of a harder. We have weather. It's just the same weather every day. Hot and really hot. But we don't have like actual like wet stuff that falls from the sky or snow or, or you know, I mean, like, so we're very fortunate in that regard. So the, the disaster recovery, the business continuity conversation is a little bit, a little bit harder of a concept to, to, to grasp sometimes. Um, uh, but yeah, so, you know, moving fast forward to today, there's, there's, there's a lot of things now because of the nature of the environment and the threat landscape and the economy, all of these things are culminating in a situation where I, I feel that businesses, uh, business leaders, CEOs, regardless of the size of your organization, they're, they're starting to, to sit up, wake up and pay attention. It, it's it's become a point now where you can't ignore it, right? Um, uh, so business continuity and 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 especially cybersecurity. Uh, again, I, I you know I can only re- you know relate stories from when I was an MSP and having these conversations when I was an IT service provider and having conversations with my my the, my community and the people that that would be a client uh, or a business partner. And this was early in the cybersecurity days, and it was a it was a hard conversation to have because just the conceptual, like this invisible, like cyber crook, right? It was really hard to position it and be like, look, if if law enforcement put out a public notice on the 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 you know the nine o'clock news, ten o'clock news that said a roving gang of of dangerous thugs are are. Are, are running around neighborhoods, breaking into businesses. You need to like protect yourself. What would you do? Well, you would, you'd buy, you know, better locks. You would go right out and get, you know, window alarms and yep. you'd buy a German shepherd or Doberman pincher to go in your front yard. Like you would like react immediately. Cybersecurity is the same thing. <laughs> it is, but people don't they get don't. it. They don't. Like, it's, yeah. Well, I'm too small, and how, how do they get into my computer? And that's the education that we have to give them. 
So let me go back and ask, because we're only going to have a few minutes here. I'm going to have to get you back on, yep. because yep. I want to dig into these MSP yeah, days. Absolutely. Anytime. Because yep. a lot of us don't know that story about you, because we identify you with ID agent that is for true. Yes. I don't know how many years. I'm thinking in my head, and I could be wrong, three to five years? Is that the range? So I joined ID Agent beginning of 2019. Okay. And ID Agent, I used ID Agent at, at, as my, you know, at, my managed service provider, uh, and, and it was a, f- a phenomenal tool. Okay. Um, for many reasons, most importantly being the, the security function, the immediate security function that I could demonstrate to not only my, my clients, my prospective clients, but sharing that knowledge in, in the rest of my community, my family, and, and, and my child, and, and, and sharing that education, it's spread into the community, right? I started talking to my, my senior mother about these scams and these things that, that she needed to watch out for, and she would tell her friends. And I talked to my son about it, who was way more technical than me. But he'd be like, yeah, yeah, mom, I know, I know. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever, fine. <laughs> I get it. Just buy Bitcoin, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, he, was, he, he wrote code for Discord when he was 12 and sold it to him. So what am I going to do? Yeah. He's like, I know, mom, I roll heavy sigh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Love him to death. Oh, He's a great kid. Oh, my God. Okay, so 2019. So I'm way off on my timeline. I just... It just seems like I've been there forever. Well, because you're at, I would say, almost every event. Uh, I'm at a lot. And you know what? I'm very fortunate because I get to spend most of my time uh, having out in the community, having conversations with with the people that uh, I work with, work for, work around. And, and at the end of the day, we are all here to to better protect ourselves, our families, and our customers. Because cybersecurity, the, the, the cyber threat problem is a global issue, yes. a global issue, and it should not be taken lightly. And anything that I can do to help spread the education, whether it's through you, an IT service provider, managed services provider, and, and sharing that education with your, your customers, your community, I can help spread that word quicker. And that, that is why I, I, I think I have the best job ever because I get to, right? right? Like I get to make a difference in these small ways. Yep. So real quickly, because ASCII uh, has given me the, the platform to be here and to talk to everybody and so stuff. Awesome. Yep. And like I said, you've been at just about everyone, at least that I've been at. Um, tell me how the ASCII events compare to, there are some big events out there that are good. There are some small events out there that are good, but ASCII seems the to put on the most consistent uh, conferences throughout the year. You guys are always here. You guys keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, tell me why that is. Uh, there's, there's a big reason. So the ASCII community is a very unique community. Um, and I have, like you said, I, I go to a lot of events. And, and there's a lot of good events out there. Uh, but they're kind of, uh, they're like one and done, right? It's a big event. Everybody comes. They show up. They go to the sessions. But ASCII is an ongoing community. And it's not just an event. It, it, it is the community. It's the relationships. It's the networking that expands far outside of just the two days that we're here. You know, uh, was it March through April through 
what month is this? October. <laughs> so, October, the baseball month. The, okay, okay. Not a baseball fan, so that's why I didn't know what month it was. <laughs> um, and there is absolutely something for everyone. So if you are a new, you are new to the IT service provider market, you're a new managed services provider, you absolutely want to come here to start make those those connections, to learn from your peers who have been doing it longer than you, to share what you know with others who are just starting, right? Those those relationships and the knowledge sharing is is critical in 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 the growth of your business, the the expansion of your um, experience and education and knowledge. And as a vendor, because I mean, so I'm, I'm uniquely positioned and uh, because I'm have come from both the MSP side and now I'm on, I've joined the dark side as we laughingly call it. And I'm a vendor. Well, I see um, it, the dark side all, all the time. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a great it's, joke, right? Where you wear that dark shirt. You know? uh, uh, right. <laughs> Absolutely. And so um, having come from that side, right. But from the, the vendor perspective, like, there, I get a chance to present to you, the MSP, a product or a service or a solution that may or may not be a fit for your customers based on what your needs are, what you know their needs are. So my job is really just to present you with this information and, and you can, you can have access to, you know, many vendors in one central location so that when you get a new client and the new client says to you, Hey, this is my, my need. And you'd be like, Oh, I, I talked to a vendor and asked you about that, you. that has that perfect solution. I got you. Yes. I All can right. absolutely do that for you. Sweet. Well, Amelia, I want to thank you for taking time and listen, after all these years, it's, all, it's quite all right. The community's big, lots of events. Uh, we don't always get to the opportunity to do this, so thank you for doing this. Absolutely. We've got to have you back. Yes. And one last thing before we go, I do want to say, while you were on stage, uh, there were comments about, oh my goodness, love those shoes. <laughs> and how in the world can you walk around in those things? Oh, what <laughs> shoes? Were those the snake print ones? These were the, the snake yes. print, tiny little pointed fronts. Yes, and, uh, look. Um, stiletto looking. You know, uh, what can I say? Every once in a while, I, I but, well, it's only on stage because when I'm, when I'm everywhere else, I'm wearing flats. <laughs> so I'll take them off and, and put on my heels to go on stage. Okay, well, I just pray every day that I don't trip and fall. <laughs> right. But thank so, you. All right. Had to mention that because I'm sure that a lot of the ladies appreciated that. Yes. So. Hey, and um, if anyone is interested on where I got those shoes, uh, hit you up and you can all right. send them my way. Send an email to me, Marvin at itbusinesspodcast.com. I will get the message to Amelia. <laughs> And when she's on the show next, we'll, we'll chat about shoes. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. That's great. All right, Amelia, thank you very much. I'll let thank you get back you. to the show. we got some good sessions continuing here. Stay and, tuned. Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot for listening, folks. And we'll be back to wrap up ASCII. Talk to you later. Holla. Hello, friends. Uncle Marv back once again from ASCII. In Dallas, Texas, the final ASCII Success Summit, known as the ASCII Cup. And I am joined by, and this time I'm going to say, my good friend, Matt Scully with Red Store. (laughs) Matt, how are you? Marv, how are you, buddy? Doing good. Hey, I I, I always wondered this. Um, I probably should have asked you this outside of this, but why Uncle Marv? (laughs) Oh, that's a long story. Yeah. Uh, that came from when I was doing conferences. So I 
participated in some parachurch organizations mm-hmm. and also junior achievement. Okay. And at one of the junior achievement conferences, when I was, I think it was my second year. So my job was to be what they called a pink fink. Mm-hmm. And we, for the entire week, would have a group of students and it'd be about, you know, 50 students. And it was a male and a female. And we were... It was my first year of college, mm-hmm. and all of the attendees were all in high school. And we would always call ourselves, you know, hey, we're your mom and dad for the week. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I, I am not old enough to be <laughs> anybody's mom and dad. So how don't you, why don't you guys just call me Uncle Marv? Yeah. And that stuck. And for 10 years yeah. at that conference, I was known as Uncle Marv. That's awesome. And so that's I just great. carried it on and, and kept going. That's great. And uh, that's where that came from. That's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. So, well, my friend, uh, here we are. Now, when I talked to you last, we were in Miami. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And we ended up talking sports. We did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Instead of, and I actually meant to reach out to you because yeah. as the football season started, we should have done some sports-related podcasts uh, based on that Facebook group. But Well, I actually was going to reach out to you because I wanted to have a wager when uh, my Giants played your Cowboys. And thank okay, God. First of all, they're not my Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were a Dallas fan. I used to be a Dallas fan. Okay. And then, then Roger, something changed since Miami? Well, Roger Staubach retired. Yep. And, you know, Jimmy... You know, started fighting with Jera, and yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm off. Yeah, I'm off the bandwagon. They, they were no longer America's team. You, you picked the right time to be off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but um, yes, yeah. we talked about sports last time, and you know, I, I re-listened to it, and I was like, yeah, I probably should have told, told you what I do, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, uh, for everybody that may not know, I, I mean, you're you've been a veteran of the channel for sure. a while, but. I think when most people remember you, you were at another company. Correct. So you have been at Red Store now for um, a few months? Yeah, July 4th was my first day. Okay. Yeah, so we're going on um, yeah, three months. All right. And Red Store is now, they're not a new company. Nope. They've been around for quite some time, 20 yeah. years? 25 years. Okay. Yeah, 25 years. Uh, started off as an MSP. Actually, if you look at our... Um, swag out there it says um backup and recovery company with the soul of an msp that's because we used to be one then we were a backup cloud distributor um and then we went into uh, data protection and then it was during that era um where you saw uh data rm i think it was called autotask endpoint management okay so our ceo was actually the co-founder of that which is now the data rmm um and in 2019 we went, we we're going to be a smarter backup and recovery company and what that means, smart, means is that we infuse AI in our backups, not in our recoveries, because if you hit them at the time of backup, what it will be able to do is identify where malware sits, and then you could go and quarantine it, market it safe, whatever the case may be. Um, so that that is a we're, – we're taking this backup thing and disrupting it, right, in um, recovery. I mean, our recovery is where you can get it, it. We have a product called Instant Data, which actually comes with the Red Store experience, um, what's cool about instant data, you don't have to allow the entire um, recovery to download. It's literally you have access instantly to your data. So we're just kind of just taking all, you know, um, historic, you know, backup and recovery efforts and just sort of, you know, throwing them on their head and saying, hey, we, you know, you could do, we could get to the same goal, but we could do it a lot more quicker, which then again means much more smarter. All right. So that 
is huge when you have the instant mm-hmm. access because a lot of times, you know, we're waiting if, you know, we're backing up to the cloud. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to wait for that download to get down before yeah. you actually do anything. So that's huge. Now, when I mentioned you guys have been in business for, you know, 25 years, a lot of us in the U.S. weren't aware of Red Store yeah. until recently. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a, that's a, a very good observation. I myself, who has been in the channel uh, for eight years, which is, uh, I guess I can be considered a veteran, <laughs> um, haven't heard of Red Store um, January 1st, 2022. As a matter of fact, if you told me on January 1st, 2022, I'd be working, I was going to be working for a company called Red Store, I'd be like, who? And, and, that, and there's a reason for that. We are based in the UK. We are Europe's highest rated um, backup software. Matter of fact, if you look at the G2, we own literally 16 different categories on the highest rated, right? That's what I mean by we own. Um, and what, which is important because again, it's an independent software um, rating platform that is voted on by our MSPs. So in Europe, as well as South Africa, we are very well known. Uh, we were going to make the move to come into the States in 2020. We all know what happened in 2020. So that got pushed out to 2022. And here's here we are. Here so we are. I, I've seen the emails coming in. Yes. I've seen the, the phone calls coming into. I heard. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uncle uh, Marv is not so nice on that. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Like you said, yeah. I had not heard of you. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this company calling me? Yeah. And and I'm not going to say it was harassment. No. Because it wasn't. Yeah. There are. There are vendors that do harass. Um, you guys are not one of them. And everybody that has called has been polite yeah. and has understood that it, it may take some time. Yeah, of course. And, of course. you know, we're at the point where obviously one of the things that I try to tell everybody is I'm secure in my stack in the sense that I don't look to change sure. every single time you know, a new vendor pops on stage. But I pay attention. I One, I need to because of the podcast. I need to have awareness of what's in the channel because other people may be in a position where, Hey, I need to look at a new vendor. Yeah. Red store may fit that uh, for them at the time. And at some point in time, it may be right for me because things change. Yeah. Well, things are changing. I mean, we are, I mean, we're taking doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on everything's going to be in the cloud. And, you know, and that's, that's where the direction of data is going, you know, uh, 2023, um, AI is going to be a $5 billion industry. You know, um, 2026, uh, 90% of CISOs are going to rely on AI for their workload strategies. I mean, these are big numbers. So MSPs have to change, right? Have yep. to change the way they look at providers. Um, also, when you, when you infuse that much AI into an industry, what's going to happen is there's going to be a new generation of companies that are going to say, hey, we could take this AI and we can slice it, dice it, and we can analyze it. And those are going to be the people that are going to be on the floor. You know, those are going to be the new companies that we're going to see. So, you know, it, it, technology changes, obviously, every three to five years. Um, but so does the channel. And then that's the direction it's going. All right. Well, we're not going to be able to get too much into the weeds here because it's just a quick hitter to say hello, uh, talk about your your time here at ASCII. Yep. And I, have you made every ASCII event this year? I did not. I did not. I uh, did not do Chicago because I had to do boot camp, but that was when I was with another company. And then I did not do um, Toronto uh, because the other company that I was working with doesn't really have a Canadian presence. 
So uh, there's been a couple that I miss. Um, I do like the last ASCII. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, I know the presenters, having been one, um, like to go a little bit off the rails. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, like, they, they like to... Um, they like they like to need to try new things out. Uh, they got a little more um, pep in their step. Um, there is I don't care whoever is listening to this may agree. There's always going to be that um, anxiety that morphs into adrenaline when you get on stage and knowing that this is going to be the last one for the next couple months. They like to really belt out that number. Um, obviously, it's a celebration of the past year. I mean, ASCII uh, is a place where you're, you know. A lot of vendors do very, very well. And um, to, to know that, you know, that this is the end of that year, um, they celebrate that success. You know, unfortunately, some are celebrating at, you know, 12 o'clock drinking scotch. And then, yeah. You know, well, the, apparently the trend this year is bourbon. Bourbon. Yes, yes, <laughs> so. yes. I think it's bourbon. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, these guys, they, they do. There's such a every single one. You know, it's just class act. You know, I mean, when Jesse left for a little bit, you know, Brianna picked up the and you know carried the ball. You know, and that, that comes from Jerry's leadership. You know, um, just a great, great ambassador to this industry. So I'm very lucky to be. Well, that's a, a great thing you said there. I've you know had to comment a lot of times. I have to say thank you to Askey that has presented me with a lot of opportunities, mm-hmm. uh, not just with you know, discounts and access to vendors, but just the the fact of being able to socialize, being able to partner and being able to share and get ideas from other MSPs in sure. the industry. And this is probably one of the only groups where we have unfettered access to the vendors. Yeah. I mean, there are other smaller conferences where, you know, we do this, but at the scale at which ASCII does it, yeah, uh, I think is just unparalleled, and the fact that we can, you know, after the 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 sun goes down, mm-hmm. we're still hanging out. Yeah, you know, we're, we're not we're, sick of each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, we're giving each other grief as we're throwing dice yeah. or you know throwing those cards, and you know, um, whatever the term is, you know, run the river. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, but it's a good time and a, a good good way to. Experience the channel. Yep, in its fullest. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Okay. So you've been doing the podcast. Let's just say what seven years? Six years. Six officially. years. Okay. Well, we're going on to another year, so I'm going to yeah. add that seven in there. What does that look like for you in another seven years? I mean, is it? Are you going to have a microphone in a conference room? Are you going to be, um, you know, go into something that's going to be more visual? Um, are is this going to be a, you know, a full time gig? Um, because as the channel grows, you know, they need, they need this. So I'll be, I'll be quite honest with everybody. This is kind of new territory. I think for me and for the industry, mm-hmm. you know, when I was doing this with my Podnuts community, mm-hmm. it was kind of an underground, you know, small tech type yeah. thing. And we've been gradually bringing it into focus. Uh, vendors have now caught in and they have, uh, yeah. some of them have started their own. Some of them have already pod faded yeah. um, because it is, it is a different medium and it's a lot of, for me personally, I didn't think I'd be doing it this long. Yeah. Um, my initial thing was to resurrect a podcast that people had missed because it had started a pod fade. Sure. But I've now 
change that podcast. I rebranded it. Yeah. It's now the idea. You were more business. investigative in the beginning, right? And now you're more of a vendor showcase and information sharing. Yeah. And we're still doing the peer to peer podcast. Yeah. That's still a big thing. But being able sure. to be kind of like the industry voice in the podcast world, ASCII, you know, has you know, reached out to me and said, Hey, why don't you be a part of the ASCII yeah. events? So this is, I, I think now my fourth or fifth ASCII doing these types of interviews. Uh, it has also allowed me to talk to other uh, MSPs. So my day job is still an MSP. Sure. I, I still run my company. It's like Lieberman with the, um, the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I uh-huh. got you. I hear you. So when you ask, where will I be in five years? I'm not sure. I think the opportunities are presenting themselves. Listen, I've, I've been a, a part of podcasting in other aspects. I've gone to a podcast conference mm-hmm. and I mean, podcasts from all over the place. There are, there are some people doing true crime podcasts yeah. where it is their full-time job. Yeah. They are making money from and, and it. I, and I want to be clear. I, I didn't ask what you're going to be doing in five years. I want to know what this is going to be doing in, in five so, what, years. What podcasting in yeah, general? For, for, yeah. With, with you. In other words, is this like, like we, we, all right, I can give you an example. Um, baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Historically, baseball has been called by two old guys, maybe a former player or Howard Cosell, you know, um, at bat is number, you know, blah, 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 you know, pitch from strike one. And then all of a sudden you have this guy, John Boy Media. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not, but he comes in and he goes and he dissects baseball, you know, as an announcer, which makes it extremely, extremely fun he's taking this like this boring sport and making it fun to watch it okay i get you you know and it's like it's like um i'll give you another example pat mcafee mcafee McAfee, okay he's taking he's taking podcasts into a different level yeah by by either his approach by you know the content so i you know we see traditional radio sort of getting you know turned upside down by podcasts well and it's not just radio i mean radio is probably the closest medium to podcasting because for a long time podcasting was audio yeah well now there's also visual we can do yeah, live podcasts yeah, on on youtube and and the facebook and linkedin mm-hmm. which i just started doing this year yeah um being able to do live on-site podcasting as part of a media experience is a new thing but to go back to sports the manning cast yeah i you know, love it perfect Peyton, example Peyton and Eli perfect example are just driving numbers because yeah they're doing it on tv but yeah. it is a much different experience it, it's you're 100 percent right exactly what i'm saying and like, so i'm saying that this podcast thing that you've done it's great yeah you have an opportunity here because you've got a multi-billion dollar industry out there and you're one of the few people that does it and and i think like i said that's why it's it's kind of an experiment ask he's allowing me to do this yeah. here i think Vendors like you are, you know, wanting to come in and, you know, maybe we only spend 10, 15 minutes sure. at a time here. We might do a, a full podcast down the road, but I think that there is huge potential I do too. for podcasting in the tech industry uh, where we can all communicate and, you know, it, it's one, you know, share peer to peer, vendor to vendor. And, How about clarify? Uh, clarify. Yeah. Because the bigger that this room gets over here, the more rumors that go around. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's not that single voice to say, yes, this is true. This is not true. Like the big thing right now is the Kaseya contract. I mean, that's what everybody out there is talking. Right? Yeah. We can't disparage him or whatever, you know, that type of thing. It's all over LinkedIn. 
you know, it, maybe this is an opportunity for a Fred to come in and say, hey, no, this is not what we meant. Or, you know, no, we're doubling down on this. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, we're trying to do that. Yeah. And that's one of the things. And, and uh, so you're going to open up a whole can of yeah. worms here <laughs> because I've been down the road where I we called out a vendor I, okay. in the industry yep. that, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into it now. But, you know, I took a lot of heat for that because the whole industry was like, you can't do that. And I'm like, why not? Yeah. You've got somebody that's doing wrong in the industry. Why can we not talk about it the same way we talk about a vendor that is doing great for the community? The whole purpose of what we need to be doing is helping each other. And that's calling out the bad along with the good. So I think that this gives us a little more leeway. I think... I think the the lawyers are probably going to figure out, you know, a way to do it to where yes, we can talk about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcasting gives me a little bit more leeway. Yep. Um, now I still try to be respectful. Of course, you know, there yeah. are vendors that I'll be honest. There are vendors I don't like. Yeah, but you're not open up the. But it's not my place to use this as a platform to disparage them sure. because they're doing good in the industry. In the industry, and there are other companies that may use them. Yeah. You know, uh, I may not use them in my business, but. That's not the point. The and, point and it's is subjective. To, it's subjective. Yeah. You know, you could have a you know a very tough experience with a vendor, and that doesn't define them. Right. And then using this platform to go blast them uh, becomes a subjective attack right. rather than yeah. And okay, that's I not what I want. Know. So you you know you normally won't hear me talk bad about a vendor unless it is you know publicly known that they're doing crap that shouldn't be done. Mm-hmm. And you know the whole thing with you know Dado Kaseya. Yeah. Yes, it's it's a it's a topic, but it's not going to i i don't think that it should be that big of an issue because in the end you know this is the industry that is changing more than any other i mean there's no other industry even if you look at sports you know sports is probably the number one news topic out there yeah because of the you know the closeness that people have with their city team and the the amount of money these, these these guys and gals are getting with their contracts but you know what? When it all comes down to it, um, at the end of the day, that's not my life. Yeah. You know, whether it's Dallas or Green Bay or Chicago, yeah. that's not my life. My life is what I do for work, what I do for my family. Yeah, exactly. And so I have to treat the, the industry the same way. And uh, my goodness, what did we? We went for five that. minutes and now we got, I got to go yeah. work the booth. And I, I see a call from my mom coming in the phone. So, uh, Matt, thank you very hey, much. Uh, we'll end off here and we'll obviously be chatting again. Maybe, maybe later on today. All right, folks, got to right. go. Take care. Bye.